Thank you for joining us on the WS Podcast on today, July 22nd, the year of our Lord, 2021. It has been a longer hiatus than Bryce and I had planned, and that's probably because we were both fairly drunk on a beach when we could have been recording. It didn't, it didn't happen. And um, the reasons for that um, uh, rhyme with bum and odka and yin. Um, for our younger listeners, and Rakia. look that up. And Rakia. Rakila. Gal Rakia. Good gal, Rakia. Really gal. appreciate the work she does. Next time any of you see her walk on the street, you just give her a wave. Um, so we were going to record while we were together on the 4th of July um, using your shared understanding of linear time and math. We're about two weeks past that, three mm-hmm. weeks past that. But we are delighted to be back on the horse. Happy to be here, but I, I just want to add, we, just, we value our listeners and we wanted to give them good content and we figured... It just wouldn't equate to our standards if we're, you know, a number Bryce of rum was, punches deep. Bryce was 60% of a human being for the majority of the trip. And I'm okay with that. I can live with that percentage. Right. Yeah. He stayed there and he maintained that, you know, that level of uh, yes humanity. But um, Bryce, there is a lot going on in Seattle. Oh. Right now, but I do want to start with the NBA Finals because that's where I'd I'm love at. to. Not not Space Jam, which is what Skip Bayless decided to start uh, his show today with because he has this weird thing against Michael Jordan. That's odd. Uh, but, yeah, Space Jam 2 is out, mm-hmm. and um, it's a kid's movie. Shocker. Not much else we need to. Yep. I, I don't know what else um, to add to that. Yeah, you covered all the bases. On, you covered all the bases. <laughs> yeah, but moving on to the non-virtual court, the Milwaukee Bucks, Bryce, came back from a two-game hole, um, and Giannis ascended to some insane levels of excellence in, in that game six uh, on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Bang. It, I mean, it, I didn't think he would. I didn't. I did not think he was going to arise to to that level of play and efficiency, especially especially in in game six. His his um, percentage from the line. I think he was fifteen to seventeen or something along those lines. Which is not him. He's mostly about fifty to sixty percent from the line. He's horrible. He's a little bit better than Shaq from the line. I mean, he he's due for an air ball. Seven. He shot one for seven from three and still scored fifty points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he, you know, it just it just goes to show you that a seven footer weighing it at somewhere around 240, 50 pounds, with mm-hmm. that freak level level of athleticism and an eight foot wingspan. When he's on and when he's aggressive, he is an unstoppable force. He's is li- literally Shaq in his prime. That when he's on leaner, and aggressive, but, but leaner and leaner. faster and more tailored to today's game. But it's that level of dominance that he showed in the finals in the biggest stage of the, of of his sport in the entire world. And he did it against a really really good team, the Phoenix Suns, who ran out of gas. They ran That's out of gas. DeAndre Ayton was really the only effective big guy. He's only in his third year. He was just getting pushed around. He was just done. Early early foul trouble. Early foul trouble going up against Giannis, who's a load. P.J. Tucker is a semi-truck. Um, Bobby Portis is 6'10". He put on some serious muscle in the last couple of years. He's really big. Brooke Lopez. I mean, it's just too much. It, it's too much size. size. It yep. is too much size for somebody like Aiden, who's only 24, 25, to, to overcome and mitigate. Couldn't and do I it. Thought, 
I thought that was actually going to play into the Suns' favor when this when this series started because I thought the quickness, agility, and youth of the Suns. Well, it worked in the first two games. It did. It did, and and they won handily. And they and and most of these these other four games they lost were actually fairly close. Mm-hmm. They was just not enough juice left in the tape. No. Booker um, played his heart out. I think he'll be back. The window for Chris Paul, unless he goes to the Lakers. Mm. Or the Clippers, or he's not going to the Nets. No, unfortunately, it's close. He he looked every bit of thirty six. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, and and that's the thing about the NBA playoffs. It's a whole other season. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, right. You play you play seventy games in the regular season. Then let's say you you know you're going to play another twenty five, right? Thirty five games in the playoffs. Is that right? You mm-hmm. play maybe not 35. It's not 35. It, it can be anywhere between it's four 16. Rounds. It's four rounds. It can four be rounds. anywhere between 16 and 28. There we go. Yep, I had an extra round in there. Well, yeah. actually, no, because of the playing games. So you can actually get to So 30. you could get to 30. Conceivably. Yeah. Um, that's what I was trying to add in my head. But um, in any case, it is an absolute war of attrition. And... and uh, I think the size and physicality of Milwaukee is what ended up giving the edge, and then Giannis was locked in. Yeah, the man was laser focused, and he—I um, I saw him the the game before, game five, and I was like, "My God, the guy's just throwing bricks at the line." I'm like, "Just keep fouling him, and you'll be fine." Mm-hmm. And I don't know what mental adjustment he made, or but he made the right one. Adjustment. He made the right one. Yeah. And Mike, I mean, those free throws won the game. I mean, mm-hmm. other things won the game, but that was the difference. That was the difference. If he shoots 50% from the line, different game entirely. It's a different game. And I want to – Chris Middleton deserves a lot of credit for this one mm-hmm. too because he has been get he's been ridiculed in the past few years in playoff runs for just not showing up, um, being a shell of his normal self. He was a stud. He was a stud. He did exactly what he needed to do between 20 and 25 points per game. Um, that's what they needed. And then just the the presence from the bench. Drew Holiday put the clamps on Chris Paul. Devin Booker did his thing, but that was sort of the that was sort of the game plan going in. It's like, okay, Devin Booker is a bit of a silent assassin. Let's stop everybody else because Devin Booker can't beat us by himself. So let's put Drew on Chris oh, Paul. He's, but he's good, man. Fun to watch. Yeah. Really fun. And, just, and, you know, he and Chris did have some pretty clutch shots on Tuesday night. Oh, yeah. Really great mid-range jumpers for both of them. Yeah. Driving to the paint. Big step back and, and arced it in, but just not quite enough and not enough complimentary pieces. And you're right, Aiden was just – he was just overwhelmed. Yeah. He was overwhelmed early. And I think that physicality – it's just like every time Giannis picked up the ball in the paint, you're like, there he goes. Mm-hmm. He's just going to slam that home. Yeah. And more often than not, he did. He, he it, was, it's an unstoppable force. Whenever you see Giannis coming down the lane and he rises or he does his spin move, you you cannot stop that. There's nobody right. in the league that can stop that. You've already, I mean, at that point, you kind of already lost that one-on-one battle. If yeah. You let him get to that point, and he's and he's building up that momentum and he's leaning to that physicality. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Unless you're seven foot four, and built like a hemlock. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't, and even then, you have to have the agility to be able to to keep up with him. Um, and he's twenty six, dude. Yeah. There was a lot of miles left on that, and I know he, his goal was to 
take Milwaukee to a championship level. He's mm-hmm. done that. Will he be Milwaukee for life now? It's a compelling question. Um, you don't see... I mean, Tim Duncan is an exception, but the, even that, he's from a prior generation. You don't see one-team players very often anymore. So um, we'll have to see. But it, as soon as that conversation you know, heats up, mm-hmm. that is momentum of the league. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, well done to the Milwaukee Bucks. I think deserved winners um, beat the Nets on the way there. Um, granted, you know, that was against an injured James Harden. Uh, Kevin Durant played out of his mind, but again, came up short. Literally. So the... <laughs> came up short um, without the help of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. And that's nothing against James Harden and um, Kyrie, but that's a different level in terms of a supporting you know a supporting cast mm-hmm. so in any case uh props to them and i feel bad for devin booker and cp3 i think booker will be back and we'll see what the offseason holds yeah. um but um one of the first things i i tweeted after that game was over um lebron's quest to number five starts today he's resting He's back, uh, you know, in his in his gym. He's working out. He's getting healthy. Hopefully, AD is doing some TB12 method and the Lakers oh, front office. Seriously, just go, dude. Anthony Davis, who's never gonna hear mm-hmm. our voices anywhere. It doesn't matter. Call up Brady. Yep. Two things before we move on. One thing about this series, the Bucks Suns, it was just a fresh, mm-hmm. a, a breath mm-hmm. of fresh air. It really was. For the last seven, eight years, it's been Steph, LeBron, LeBron, KD, LeBron's legacy. It's just all that stuff. It was just the new generation is here. And they've beaten LeBron. They've beaten KD. They've beaten Steph. They did that, and they got there. That's what I really loved about the finals. It wasn't just the same thing. And so that's what I really, really enjoyed about it. It finally arrived. And it's it's clearly here to stay. Obviously, I mean, that's how time works. But um, that's that's (laughs) what I wanted to add to that. And then um, secondly, really quick, would you trade Anthony Davis Davis and Kyle Kuzma for Dame Lillard? Tomorrow. Done. Uh, Deal. Right back. now, bring Zoe back. Honestly, bring Zoe back. <laughs> bring Zoe back Get for all Damian I like. in there. Yeah, no, I'd move Anthony yeah. Davis for another star. And then I'd probably, I don't know, wherever Hassan Whiteside is. I think he's one of the most undervalued players in the league. I'm gonna leave it at that. But Bryce's boy Hassan. Uh-huh. But yeah, I would move Hawk Davis and and uh, pick up Lillard. Kuzma. It, at this point, I would just cut Kuzma. Just get somebody else in there who actually cares about what he's doing and is, has some level of consistency and work ethic because he just relies on his talent and physical ability, and it drives me nuts it watching him good. play. He's bad. He's not good. He's really bad. He's bad. Sorry. And Dennis Schroeder's an idiot. <laughs> Dude, his, his, I know. I think we talked about but, the last podcast. that he I think we just, did. Just garbage in the playoffs. Yeah, as a reminder for those who may have missed this, Dennis Schroeder turned down an $84 million contract from the Lakers mm. because he said that he's a $100 million player. Nope. Sent a one-year deal with the Lakers to now... 
probably get little bump over the vet minimum. Little bump over so, the vet minimum and a sponsorship with Arby's. At best. Maybe seven eleven. Dude, when is the last time you actually like saw an Arby's? I mean there's one in Silverdale. That's I've Silverdale. never eaten it at Arby's though. I have never eaten yeah, at Arby's. Have you met someone who's like, you know, we need to go do. Let's go to freaking Arby's. We gotta get to Arby's. Oh. I haven't met anyone who's like, I'm on my way to Arby's. Wendy's, Jack, Mickey D's. You know what you're Absolutely. King, Taco Bell, all these places. Taco you know, Time. Go there. Subway. Ta Ooh, I could go on and on. Taco Time. Taco is... Time would be an ideal sponsor for this podcast. We should just reach out to them. Sure. Like we don't. They're good people. Want, we don't want money. They got good ownership. No, we I don't. Just want to. We just want to put your name in front of the podcast. That'd be amazing. Notoriety. Natural beef soft taco. Get it tonight, get two. <laughs> Gosh, if we could just get like a little 30-second snippet for taco time in between the pod. Ooh, can you imagine? I'd like that. Nice crispy lettuce, fresh tomatoes. Oh. Hot and spicy beef. That's so good. So good. I kind of want to go but get yeah. one after this. But yeah, yeah, I'm saying you mm -hmm. should. Yeah. But yeah, in case in point, no one's going to Arby's. No. No idea. No, I, I, no, I, no. It's like I, that Michael sure. Scott meme. No! 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 no. I think, you know, they're probably owned by PepsiCo. Oh, God. Um, and therefore, they're just subsidized by other restaurants. Sure. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Arby's was a front for, like, money laundering. Probably get sued Okay, the, the only thing, and this is a really good sign that a place is bad... When people like, oh, their French fries are really good. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, I go to Arby's to get their curly fries. It's like, everybody has the same curly fries. They are all they all taste the same. They're all from the same place. Idaho. I I just, I, I always draw that. Because nobody goes to make, nobody goes to Burger King to get French fries. You go to Burger King to get a Whopper. Like McDonald's is a little bit different, I guess, but McDonald's is not in the same level as Arby's, not even close. No. But you know, I don't know. Maybe nobody knows what I'm saying here, but it's the way I feel about it. Also, I think we've underserved the French fry. There's so many different kinds of potatoes, like mm -hmm. South America and Central America, and like we just use one. We just use the russet potato out of Idaho. Like, yeah. Can you imagine getting like some purple French fries? Oh, just oh my gosh! Like Blue like the, the mini fries. potatoes, they cut them into some and then fry them and then put some put some cheese. Oh yeah, it's poutine. Oh you man, you haven't had poutine. Gosh, and you. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's just missed opportunity. We just like we picked on like this starchy white bland potato, and you know all yeah. South America's like, hey. I've got like 75 varieties in my field right now. I don't even know where they come from. It's like that with corn in Mexico. Yeah. Look it up. I like that. Crop, crop diversity. I like that. Okay. Moving on. The, um, yeah, the Seattle Kraken had their expansion draft last night. Hockey in Seattle. Hockey is back in Seattle. Uh, I'm. Sticks up. I, got, I, I can, I just cannot wait. I can, I love hockey. We've, I mean, I've never really had a team in the NHL. I've just kind of liked certain players, but now we got a team. And after watching their draft, they got just a lot of really good players um, the around the league. Last night on the 21st. You mm -hmm. So I don't know enough about the league to really know. You know, I, I know the goalkeeper they got was a Chris Dreger. That was a good get. They um else, they got a who player. Else popped off the list, yeah. Who, uh, there were. Um, 
there are two names that really got me. One is um, Jordan Eberle, who's um, a winger from the Islanders. He's he's a, one of their top line wingers. Great player, great veteran, great presence. Then another one that I really like and I think mm-hmm. is going to be the Kraken's best player is um, Yanni Gord. He's a center from the Lightning. Um, he already has two rings because they won back-to-back. Um, he's really young. He's like 24, 25. And he's just a stud. If you just go look at his line, he was a third line center because he's playing behind Nikita Kucherov, Stamkos. Uh, I mean, Lightning, they're just stacked. So we were bound to get a really good player from them. And Yanni Gord, um, when I saw that um, he was unprotected, I knew that the Kraken were going to get him because he's he's that good. Um, so Eberle, um, Gord, and Chris Dreger, they got a lot of really good young defensemen. So, um, um, it's a really young team with a little bit of veteran presence. Um, but what they decided to do is, um, they didn't go after a whole lot of like the big names who had big contracts. Like they could have gotten, um, they could have got Vladimir Tarasenko from the blues. He's got a really big contract. He's a little bit older, you know, later on in his career, pretty expensive, pretty injury prone, but a great score, like a, an all time type score. Um, they did. They, they could have got him, and they didn't. Um, so, but they have a, a good, good chunk of money to, to spend in free agency. So, um, they have the NHL draft. It's going on right now. I'd actually want to go see who they picked. Um, they got the second overall pick, and then um, free agency starts. So, I mean, I'm geez, pumped. This isn't the final roster. No. And and so now they can you know some of the, it's possible some of these players they tr- they drafted they could then move on and trade is that correct sorry i was just looking something up that is uh correct so they can draft and trade and what they did um one of the players that they drafted yesterday they picked uh they traded to um i want to say the flyers for for a couple picks um but i i was listening to something earlier too i was listening to the um 710 earlier today um is since the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, they're the the second newest franchise in the NHL. Mm-hmm. They um they played their cards really 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 well. Um yeah. what they did is um you know, cuz all the teams like two like two weeks before the expansion draft, they have to release their list of protected players and then everybody else is right. unprotected. Um and so what Vegas did is like, "Hey, you give us a first round pick or a third round pick, we won't draft we won't pick this player. We'll pick somebody else. Smart. Play the game. Play the game. Once. Yeah. And um so the GMs, the uh, the coaches, um, you know, they got they got more experience with it now, so the the Kraken weren't able to take advantage of that. But they still got a, a solid roster and I'm I, I, I mean their uh the ownership is fantastic, Oakview Group. Um their uh, general manager is uh, Ron Francis and then their head coach mm-hmm. Um, Dave Haxtall, all-time coach. So they got a they got a really good core, and I just can't wait. Uh, opening day is on October twelfth. They had some big names out. They had Marshawn out there. They had Gary Payton. They had Sean, Sean Kemp. Kemp. They had Mclemore. Bobby. Um, I don't think Sue Bird wasn't out there because Sue's in Tokyo. She did do um. She did a virtual type deal. And our our girl, she's she's the flag bearer for the U.S. too. Sue is for for the yes. For the, uh, and I should say, quick aside, that the U.S. women's national team um, in soccer lost to Sweden. Mm. I think it was 3-0, so 
look for them to bounce back, but not often they get spanked like that. They had won like 30 plus games in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but in any case, and I, I was reading through Mike Salk's tweets um, after, after sure. the draft, and you know he said there was a couple head scratchers, but generally he expects this to be based on what he's seeing now, strong defensive team, some really, really stout uh, defenders mm-hmm. uh, who will be physical and, and who will, you know, pr- uh, protect the net. So um, that sounds like the DNA right now. And I can't remember who he called out as the probable captain, but, you know, I think captains in, in hockey um, are definitely more important than they are in, in, in you know, football. Baseball. Baseball. Um, but I think it's probably more on par with soccer, if, yeah. not, even, if not even a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. it, I'd know, say it's a little bit more important than soccer, definitely. It's just kind of a cultural thing. Right? It's it, absolutely just sports specific. Uh, it, it's kind of like the, um, it's just kind of like the team chemistry aspect of. I mean, you don't really know it unless you play hockey. And I mean, I have a you know like a couple of my buddies play hockey, so I can kind of get a sense of that. Um, so, but I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't experience it, but it's just game, different. Right? With the mm-hmm. lines, right? When you have different, there's not other sports that really like. I mean, basketball has parts of that. You have kind of different squads, kind of. But, but in hockey, you get to know your line and, and 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 work with those guys, and you're in and out, and it's just such a different dynamic than, mm-hmm. than it is in other sports. And so, you know, I, I would love to actually get to meet someone who was a captain, you know, on a hockey team, and kind of understand how uh, their role coincides with the coach, and then there's assistants too. I mean, like. Uh, uh, like vice captains, typically. Yeah, they're right? they got a couple A's and then the and then the C. Um, Reed mentioned that he doesn't think that they're going to pick a captain immediately. They might just have like two or three assistant captains, and then the captain kind of just, you know, the I alpha know. just kind of grows into it rather than just giving it to him. You know, let the team let the team play together. They may not pick a captain until next year, which I thought is pretty interesting. I think it's a wise I like way that. to go about it. Let yeah. the captain emerge yeah. instead of be chosen. Yeah. So that's exciting, and we'll Bryce will keep an eye on you know the moves that they make. But you know, got a team now. Got a coach. Got a general manager. Got an ownership group. Sure do. Got a goal. Beautiful keeper. rink. Beautiful arena. I'm excited. Coming together, folks. Coming together in October. And my God, those those. Oh, those jerseys. Dripping. Oh God, I I need to I need to get myself one. Mm, it's expensive, man. It's like 120 bones. Yes. Yeah. A hockey jersey. Yeah. And for any jersey nowadays. Two yeah, rounds of golf jersey. Mm. We'll see. Financial decisions. So, yeah, no, we have to probably swag up. And then um, I think, yes. fun. you know, you, you can do those um, when you're watching, like, you can do like those meetups with Amazon or who does that? Like, you can watch something with, with someone virtually. Like a watch party. Yeah. I mean, you can do that on you can do that on Zoom. You can just do it on Zoom, but I've seen it. I don't know who does it. Um, but you, like you actually like you they kind of create like a room oh. where you you kind of all join, which I think would be kind of cool if I could That'd be interesting. Zoom in with you guys. Yeah. We have time to figure it out. You have plenty. So, 3 months. So, let's leave the ice, head to the diamond and the Mariners just a little bit past the halfway point here. Um, 54 and 45. That might not include last night. It might be 54 and 46 after mm-hmm. um, not fielding a starting pitcher last night because they're out. 
yeah. tapped out. You got like two because Marco Gonzalez is not Marco Gonzalez. No. Um, so, I mean, this is still a team that's surpassed my expectations instead of wins and losses there. Um, there's a couple games back in the wild card. Um, you know, baseball reference only has them with a 6% chance of making the playoffs. But, you know, like it's we're halfway through the season mm-hmm. plus some change. Like, I'm, I'm not going to stress too much about what percentage chance any one team or doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't have. But um, Too much baseball left. Um, a lot of ball left to play. Um, and it kind of makes you wonder, like, the what ifs here. Because they, they got an offense who uh, shows up. We've talked about Crawford and Nazim, but we've had other people kind of surprise us. But, um, you know, Taiwan Walker could have got him, didn't. Went with Paxton. And shocker, guy hurt himself. After and, 21 uh, pitches. Tommy John, Nick Mar- Mar- uh, Margavichus. Margavichus, um, injury himself. Newsome, Tommy John injury, Justice Sheffield. Forum and oblique strain. Justin Dunn, shoulder strain, not close to returning. Marco Gonzalez, in and out. Um, yikes. They, so the question I pose to you, Bryce, is is this a team you should invest in? Should you go get two new starters? No. Before, right no. now? Yeah. In the, before the trade deadline? Yeah. No. Why not? Well... No guarantees in life, Bryce. It's really difficult, and as I believe me, I put a lot of thought into this over the last like kind of month and a half when these when the Mariners have really started to actually string together some wins, get over five hundred, and stay above five hundred um, for a good for a good portion of time. Because right now, I think they're they're eight over five hundred. You know, I I just don't I I don't see that as being something that's Depoto and Service have been waiting couple years for this team to finally finally win some games and and show the improvement and show it on the diamond in a real game and it's only been a couple months i just don't think you need to force that issue quite yet because and i think and i think what what if they were what's that the worst thing that could happen is sign two pitchers so there's a difference between signing and trading obviously if they were to trade before the deadline, they have to give up prospects. Right. And, you know, if it depends on the deals that are available. But I just think right now where the team is at um, and where other teams are at, they would get outbid for those for those like for those big names, for those big aces who are on, you know, let's say there's a all stars pitcher, the ace of the Diamondbacks. Okay, the Diamondbacks are not going anywhere, obviously. Fast. But not going anywhere real fast. You know, they could put a deal out for a, for a pitcher, and then somebody else is going to come in. Go ahead, go ahead. Tacoma Rainiers for Degrom. The whole farm. Yeah, Triple A. Mm. Starting <laughs> the whole starting nine of the Triple A team for Jacob Degrom. That is really close to a, a five to six years of player development and three hundred million dollars, which you're gonna have to pay him minimum. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Pretty good, isn't it? Do it. All in. So, Call up Jerry. Jerry, I got the deal of a lifetime here. Listen, 
real close. You you're going to say no as soon as I say it, but... Then you're going to say no again. <laughs> you're going to say no six or seven more times. But that ninth time is what I'm looking for here. And you're going to and... say, what if? And that's why I'm here, Jerry. Jerry does the what if. scratches his beard. Well. When I was selling used Cadillacs in Oklahoma City, I always started with what if. <laughs> what if your wife saw you in that white caddy driving off this lot today? What if? What if that girl that you've been... today? Waiting to talk to you for four years. Finally saw you mm. in that white Cadillac with those white walls. Mm. The convertible. Nice haircut and some shades. Maybe six pack got in the bar- back. Going to got the beach. Barber shop in the back. We can get you all trimmed up too. But what if? What if that was you today? That's all I'm saying, Jerry. You want white walls, Jerry? Do you want white walls? That's all I'm saying. Spinners? We can do that too. Big old muffler. You just say it. Uncle can do Bobby that. B, baby. Uncle Bobby B. Uncle Bobby B. But any case, um, so Bryce says no to trades. Right you now, not prospects. you'd have to give up prospects, and I just think they would. They'd have to give up too much. I just don't think they. I no. They'd have to give up too much to get to get a player who would make that big of an impact. They have they they have the resources to get those players through a free agency. They have the money. They they do have the prospects technically, but they don't they don't want to give up their prospects because they've been acquiring those prospects for two three years. So, so it would just be a little bit counterintuitive to to what they're trying to do and build as a team and as a as a franchise and as a as a culture to kind of go back to maybe some old ways. Are Tolo Colon available? He's probably a free agent down in. Dude, he is playing. Not an MLB. Oh my gosh. He's playing down in Mexico. He's probably 55 in the ERA sub sub one. I mean Go get him. Jerry, baby. Ride the lightning. Go get Bartolo. Go get DeGrom. Mm-hmm. Go win a championship. And one more thing I will add to that. Jerry in the last, you know, okay, they had Segura, Cano, Cruz. Seager, I mean, that team, 2017 and 18, really, really, really talented team right there. Right mm-hmm. there to get to the playoffs. They're short by a right game and a half. Right and and Jerry, halfway through, their biggest struggle that year was their bullpen. And they had some starting pitching issues. But the bullpen was a really big issue for them. So what did Jerry do? Tried to solve the problem. Went to go trade for some big arms right before the trade deadline. And their bullpen got worse. They got mm. worse. That team fell apart, missed the playoffs by one or two mm. games. So he's had he's done that before. He's he's acquired talent in the in via trade worse? and they got worse. So I just don't that's a good How question. Do do that? Get Jerry on the line. See what he's gotta say. We got some questions. Because like presumably you're halfway through the season and we don't have to do too much revisionist history here, but like mm-hmm. you're halfway through the season, you understand what the issues are, what you're missing in your bullpen. So you go out and get that which is missing. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Doesn't, didn't at all. That's why you're the general manager, my friend, is to find the answers to the questions being asked by your team. Uh, eventually, he's going to have to do that. And I think it's going to be next year to where they're going to be close, but there's going to be a hole in their roster. He's going to have to go trade. And if he doesn't, and if it doesn't work out the way that he wants it to, 
I don't think he's going to get that extension. Because that is where the GM separates among other GMs. That's where that's where John Schneider separates amongst the other GMs. When he goes and acquires players in the middle of the season, oh, he God. signs free agents. Because they don't do it in the draft anymore. No, they, do, they don't do it in the draft. Oh, God. But... Oh, the Rashad Penny those... draft, man. There's no one left. We don't need to go Other back. Than, um, who's left? There's one guy left. doesn't matter. Penny himself. Ooh, but <laughs> yeah. how do you think that plays in the locker though? Locker room, though? Because you have ballers. You have, you have Crawford out there. you got gamers. Shred Long has been gaming. Mm-hmm. And, it, and they're saying, hey, we got a chance to make the playoffs here through the wild card. And you're not willing to put a few bones out there to, to help us out. Like, we're winning now. Like, they are winning. They're winning. They're winning. They're winning now. And this, and looking at what they have now today, this is a playoff team next year. So the question becomes, like, why wait? So I know that, that I think that wraps up. It's a next great, week. great point. So, so I mean, it, it works both ways, right? Because you don't want to, because they've they've worked so hard to develop the prospects that they do have. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of pitching prospects coming this way, other than Gilbert, who's been a stud. Um, oh, it's been fantastic. Lost one of his, they haven't lost one of his starts yet. Oh my gosh, are you? Is that? <laughs> huh? The Midas touch, baby. <laughs> uh, flex and, and then you know flexing has been a big surprise. And Do so you know where he came from? Um, the San Diego. That's always my guess. Flexing. Greece. <laughs> Played three Grand years Spring. in South Korea. Hey, that's where ballers. The KBA. Ballers ball. he's, he's hanging out with Sai, the, the the Gangnam Style guy. Him and Flexin. Oh. Hitting the bars. Could it could have happened? A nine and three with a three three five ERA. Hey, that doesn't suck. The Yankees will pay this man twenty five million dollars a year in the off season. Not literally, mm-hmm. but that the Yankees. Wait, you're saying the Yankees are going to go get flexing? No, I'm just saying that's just this is what the Yankees do. It's like, oh, this guy had a great year. Let's go pay him. You know, like he's paying four hundred million dollars. They gave Garrett Cole a ten-year, three hundred million-dollar deal. The Yankees are. I I need to find out what the record is because it's not much different not. than the, uh than Their the payroll's um, a little bit higher. It's doing? significantly higher. The Yankees are fifty and forty-four. What's, what are Stanton's stats? Hit me up with that because he's making a few, a few green banks as well. Stanton is batting two sixty. Mm. He has sixteen home runs, forty five RBIs. Um, so he's having a, 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 a that's Mitch Haniger, right? Mitch Haniger is making two million dollars a year. Let's see. Do you want? Okay, I want you to guess how much. I pulled it up. He's making $29, 29 million dollars. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. a few factors greater than Garrett than Cole, thirty-six million dollars. He's out there complaining about the sticky stuff on his fingers. This just cracks me up. So weird. The whole thing has just been so odd. I mean, Garrett Cole's having a pretty good year. But he's thirty. They signed him to a nine-year deal at thirty years old. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it, man. You just, you just, you just, um, because you want to play at the chance that you're going to get five or six great 
ears out of them, and then you just eat the last two or three. Like, eat it. Uh, like the angels did with Pujols, but they ended up just eating like six ears. <laughs> uh-huh. He's just out there. He's still down there in a, uh, Los Angeles I mean, with with the Dodgers. Yeah. I think the man. I think he's trying to get to like 700 home runs. I think he's like at 670 or something. Hold on. Yeah. I wonder if he. I wonder if Albert's just. Well, I mean, because he loves to play the game. Yeah. Um. So while you pull that up, you would ask me what my surprises are in the first half, and I, we kind of glossed over them a little bit. It's uh, Flexen and Gilbert in the bullpen are miles and miles and miles better than what we had projected. I had no idea who Chris Flexen is. Logan Gilbert got brought up in April, and the bullpen. If you can name three players, three pitchers from the bullpen, I will send you $20 right now. Guy with a really long name. Doesn't count. Stalodakness. Doesn't count. Um, the guy with the Gravesman. Close. Grave, gra- graveyard. Close. You know what I mean. Grave something. So I got guy Ex- with really my, my name. point proven. <laughs> right there. Oh, and they're and the Santiago. top five Bolden. And then Santiago. Who's suspended. <laughs> so, I got two and a half. I can picture the guy with the longest last name, Stadionakalos. Margavichis. Margavichis. Nick Margavichis. And then there's another one. I'd have to think of it. but. And Albert's at 675. So, our boy is so definitely he's got, on a... He's probably got two more years. But unfortunately, unfortunately, this regular season... Has brought his career average below 300. That hurts. What is it now? Uh, his his career average is 297. Wow! Uh, but this season it's a buck 98. Oh, <laughs> that's just a dagger. What? He's really just chasing for 700 home runs. That's what I'm getting. I mean, if you're at 675, yeah, he's at 3,200 hits. You just keep that. You just keep that going. Yeah, sure. I guess. Right. Yeah. He's also got more. He also has more walks than strikeouts. That's good. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, that's pretty good. Anyway, sorry, I've thrown us off the rails here. But in any case, so well, we're gonna see what they end up doing. If anything, we I, I expect Jerry does feel a little bit of pressure to do yes, something does. this season. So he'll probably land in the middle of where Bryce and I land. Where again, Bryce is saying don't trade, and then I said trade trade the Rainiers for DeGrom. So, you know, between those two, you know, poles, we're probably going to land somewhere in the middle. And I think that comes in the form of a couple. They probably need, they could use another senior bat or two who can do the job of a Thai France just to support mm-hmm. the, uh, support the, uh, the lineup. Sure. Because uh, they need a second baseman, right? Big, yes. Who is, the, who plays second base right it, now? Dylan Moore plays, he's been kind of just all over the place. Shed Long, play second base it's kind of like I mean, I second saw, base I by saw committee. Shed long in left field the other yeah one with the laser sure throw. it was an awesome throw so i mean i would be happy if they could get two more they, they need another starter at least i think just i i think they have to go get a starter just mm-hmm. to save their bullpen from all the extra innings that they're pulling right now so i think you're at least going to see another starter hopefully get a second baseman ideally for me two starters um, add to your pitching rotation, please. And Marco has and Marco has some sort of um, bounce back, something better than whatever he's done. Yeah. 
So, um, you know, but I expect the team probably to stay. I would expect them to cool off in August a little bit. And if they can finish over 500, finish kind of around 90. If they finish at 90 wins, that ain't bad. I, I'm taking that. to be closer to 85 to 86 wins probably. Plus, it's probably more. Sounds about right. So, so we'll keep tabs on that. And moving on to the pitch, because the Seattle Sounders finally lost a game, Bryce. They did. They were 13 God, games they look good. It. Real good. And they, they kind of lost steam against um, Minnesota. Minnesota United, which is kind of is like playing against Stoke, right? Like eventually. That oh my gosh, that's so accurate. Yeah. Manchester United or Chelsea, twelve game unbeaten streak, away at Stoke. And it's cold and it's raining. <laughs> Two shots on because, goal and they lose one zero and probably because, a penalty. <laughs> that's no, so no, because, because accurate. Rory, no, it's because Rory Delap made a huge throw in and then the ball just like pinged around in the box and someone on the fourth try got it in the net. Yeah. And it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so and those are going to win. And I think for me, I think winning streaks like that are fun. But when you start a season off with a winning streak like that, you kind of get this pressure to continue the narrative. And honestly, I'd rather have my team lose a game just so they don't have the perfect season nonsense on their shoulders. I don't care about a perfect season. It would be cool. I care about the trophy at the end. Yeah. So in a way, I think it can help mentally. Like, it's just like you don't have that extra mental pressure to deliver perfection. Um, Rui Diaz, man. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I know. I know. This is okay. Their GM, general manager, Garth Long in this league, Garth Lagerway. I don't know what the hell he does. I don't know what kind of conversations he has with these people. I don't know how he persuades them to come to the Seattle Sounders. But whatever he does, you know what he does. He's freaking awesome. What if? What if? What if I got you in a lime green tracksuit, blue bottoms? And all the Seattle Starbucks coffee you could want. What if it works? Clearly, it works. I'm gonna get you a Toyota Land Cruiser. I'm gonna get you Patagonia Shell. I'm gonna get you five pounds of coffee right now, my friend. You just (laughs) stay right there, and I want you to start thinking about what if. (laughs) That's how he does it. That's so good. I'm gonna have to start using that in my (laughs) my sales. Watch the type. What, no, what what if is the title of this, so this episode? That's so good. It's also ironically the name of a new Marvel series coming up. Really? Animated. Yeah, oh. Yeah. oh. Look up look up the trailer. Yeah. Okay. But um, um, I I wanted to add though. So apart from their their designated players, you know they have the the Rui Diaz, Zhao Paulo. Mm-hmm. They're just better than everybody in the league at their position. And they have been since their first game. Rui Diaz is a machine for 90 straight minutes. He doesn't get tired. And Zhao Paulo is just like, like, do you, okay. If Zhao Paulo was like, you know, let's say 28 years old, do you think he could go play for? Yeah, Rui Diaz as well. Like, I mean, they, yeah, they, they can go play for a mid-level Premier League team. Yeah, don't forget Yedlin when he did that. I yeah, mean, this team, had, you know, and and Dempsey came from yeah. a Premier League team. So that's, I mean, this this the Sounders are a level above a lot of their compatriots in in um in the MLS, and I think part of it too is because they're not going for David Beckham, they're not going for Ibrahimovic, they're not mm-hmm. going for David Silver, they're not. 
you know, and even, you know, Frank Lampard with, with, with New York City FC, they're going for quality South American and Central American players, mm-hmm. right? Because there is just a wealth of talent in South America, yeah. especially Central America that does not get, uh, there's, there's not a ton of Central American players make their way over to Europe. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you know, your Brazilians and your Argentinians and people, some, some guys come out of Uruguay and, and they make their way into the Premier League, Serie A, yada, yada. But the, that the, a lot of quality in Central America to be had, like when you know when the U.S. plays Panama, Honduras, US Panama, Honduras, Mexico, Costa Rica, Costa Rica, ton of talent oh, yeah. down there. And and what I have and I've always preached is that that's where MLS needs to go. Go take that, take the pipeline that is near to you, because there is a ton of good stuff happening, and really good quality players. Who it's just, been there too. Yeah, it's not new. It's been there. Yeah, access to the resources and the support of, of you know, of, of of some 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 infrastructure, and you give them that, and bam. Liga MX is a really good league, mm-hmm. really good mm-hmm. league. Um, but what I love what I love about um, the Sounders, every two years or so, they always get like a new backup forward. It just works, you know. Like, they got Freddie Montero back, and he just kind of – he'll score a couple goals. Will Bruin from, from Houston just score a few goals. He's been fantastic. Well, and- the, the, the supporting cast is fantastic, and I think my favorite player on the team besides Rudiaz is Christian Roldan. I, I, mean, I love Roldan and his brother Alex Roldan. Um, he's uh, kind of does it all outside back, winger-esque. And then Brad Smith, I I love the way their outside backs play, mm-hmm. just attacking very, back and very, forth. And yeah, that's and then you got Shaw so. Paulo, you got Roldan that can kind of come back and fill in, and just let them go, mm-hmm. let them go mm-hmm. do the, let them use their speed and their skills in the, in that final third, and it works. They score a England lot of played, goals that way. Italy played in in, in these latest Euros. Is wing backs where it's at now? Yeah. That's where that's where the magic's happening. Mm-hmm. If you can have good wing backs, and then you have good, def- and, and and then you avoid getting overloaded in the midfield. You have to have strong midfielders because typically you're going to have a two instead of a three, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or you you do have the three, and then you really depend on who you got at the top. So you have to find a balance between the two. Avoid midfield overload, or you have a striker who can make stuff happen on their mm-hmm. own, right? That's 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 what you have to happen, and that's where you find teams who don't quite have the balance. Mm-hmm. And um, they're just really smart. I mean, and they've and, and since they've had the, the, the inception, right? It's two coaches, right? Yeah. It's Ziggy Schmidt and Brian Schmelzer in twelve years, no more. Thirteen. Years. Thirteen years. I think it was two thousand seven or eight. And that that continuity really is important in sports. And and I think in Europe, that's been lost because of the pressure. Gone. On the biggest teams. It's, it's I'm just, very glad you brought that up. It drives me nuts. It drives me absolutely nuts. Chelsea, I mean, this is one of the worst defenders at that. This they just as soon as soon as it's how trouble, much how much do gone. these clubs pay in just buying out these contracts? Jose Mourinho makes a ton of money getting bought out from being fired. It's one of the best financial. Didn't he? I think he's he. Ever made. I I don't know how much he got from Tottenham, but it was uh, fifteen or eighteen. It's just ridiculous. Just dead money. Dead money. The team gives them. Um, and he's at Roma now, and I actually think he'll probably end up doing really well there. Um, but um, yeah, and, and and I think that this is the model to follow. 
right? And, and mm-hmm. I know everyone's trying to find the next young coach, um, the, the next kind of big thing uh, that, that'll kind of deliver, you know, trophies, but there's something to be said to, to just trusting a process and letting someone rebuild after it doesn't work and building trust between mm-hmm. management players and, and, you know, administration and, and, and um, they got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, and then um, just want to wrap up here because the, uh, a little bit late for me, but the Seattle Seahawks report to camp on the 28th. Bryce is coming Six back days. around. Isn't that crazy just how quickly it, it just kind of comes back? I always go through a little bit, of, you know, after the Seahawks get eliminated from the playoffs, just a little bit of depression for a couple of weeks. Like, what do I do with my life? But then, then, then March comes around. Weather gets nicer. Then I go play golf and no, February become a bartender. February is not a good month for me. It's just not a good month. Stands in front of the window and looks outside, just like "Mm." holding a football. Yeah, just kind of like flicking it up and Mm. down, like. Like yeah, season empty seven bag months of chips. away, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're reporting. Um, mm-hmm. Russell has been very, very visible on Instagram and stuff. Yep. Looking cut, a lot of workouts. He had Disley Parkinson with him. Um, where yeah, John, I, I know John Ursula was down there. Um, yep. Well, did, uh, us, baby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what he does. Yeah. And you know how excited I am for this tight end core, Gerald Everett. Parkinson, oh my gosh! If they can stay healthy, mama so good. Mia. Mama mia! The eleven wait. personnel, two tight ends, a running back, a couple wideouts. Well, yeah. Here's the thing, though. So, what's going on with Jamal Adams? What's he waiting for? Are we going to get this? Hear about this deal at the um, the? Uh, it's gonna, it's going to be Tuesday I, next week. I can I can tell you it's going to be some level of holdout about a week into training camp, um, and then I I it's really difficult because Adams has a lot of leverage here. He has a yeah, lot they, more leverage they, because the Seahawks gave, gave up, up two, picks. two first round picks yep. to the Jets. You you don't you don't do that for a rental player. He already knows, and he knows that it's obvious. And, um, you know, uh, Schneider and Carroll, they've said on the national television or in press conference, you know, he's a, he's a big part of our long-term future. So I, I, I'm just sure I, – I think I think they're going to end up – it's going to be somewhere around a four-year deal worth somewhere around $18 million a year. I think he's going to get paid just as much as Bobby Wagner. Like just as much makes a lot of money. Bobby gets paid eighteen million dollars a year. He's officially the second highest paid linebacker. Um, So, I mean, he's going to get signed. I mean, if anybody's worried that he's not going to get signed, you need to understand that John Schneider and Carroll are competent individuals, and it's just only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time until they get until he gets signed. It's just how much is it, right? And I. I, I think it's going to be somewhere in that range of 17, 18, 19 million dollars a year for four years. I expect I'm going to four years, 76 million dollars. That's that's what I think it's going to be. He's 26, could be 25. Um, that's that's what that's what to watch. I think that sounds about it's happening. That's what's going to that's what it's going to end up being. Yeah. Um, 
And then your players to watch as we're heading to camp here. Yeah, I have three. three. I have three. Uh, Tyler, you alluded to one of them. That's Gerald Everett. He's that. Um, mm-hmm. he's the tight end we just signed from the Rams. Uh, one year, seven, six, seven million dollar deal. And what I really love about that addition is because he's got experience with um, the new offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron. So they have a lot of rapport together. Everett knows exactly what kind of system is going to be run. Um, everybody in the league respects Russell. So if you have the opportunity to go play with him, you're probably going to. I think it's just a great fit. Um, he's basically a wide receiver playing tight end, but he's not a liability blocking. So mm-hmm. he's not going to be exactly. looking like Jimmy Graham out there. Um, but then right behind him, you got Will Disley, who's you know who's the best pass blocking and run blocking tight end in all of college football before he was drafted. Um, As a cow. The next player to watch, um, a name that's kind of been under the radar since he was signed. That's Kerry Hyder Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about three-year him. deal out of San Francisco. He was Nick Bosa's replacement after Bosa tore his ACL. Really, really, really productive year. Ten, like ten and a half sacks. Pretty good. Really, really darn good. So this this pass rush is going to be. I mean, halfway through the season, before they traded for Dunlap, they had about nine sacks dead last in the league they finished the season with 47 sacks yep simply by adding dunlap and jamal i'm coming off the edge but now you add carry hyder jr um they re-signed puna ford um so i'm i mean they did lose jaron reed but he only really had one good productive season in the past so they're they're gonna miss they're gonna lose a little bit in run defense but they also picked up al woods who's just a run stuffer um in the trenches um, last player to watch, uh, Marquise Blair for me. Mm. Um, wow. Second round wow. pick out of Utah a couple years ago. Um, sp- sort of a special teams, kind of got in there a little bit in his rookie season. Um, had a great training camp last year. Everybody's buzzing about him. He was a starter. Um, well, he, uh, he wasn't a starter, but he was a, um, he was a nickel guy. So he got a lot of, a lot of reps, a lot of playing time. Um, he tore his ACL in game two against the Patriots, and that was it. Um, but just the buzz around him, the way Carroll and Schneider and Russell and um, Quandre and Jamal, Bobby, the way they all talk about him is he's really lengthy. He's a um, really hard hitter. Um, he's, a, he's just a great football player. Uh, so I, I'm really excited to see him um, come in there and be that nickel, kind of be that consistent presence because um, they're going to need a really, really, really solid center of the field with Jamal mm-hmm. Quandre mm-hmm. and Marquise Blair because they're outside. Their corners are going to be, I think it, that's going to be their weakness, quote-unquote. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think they're going to be bad. Um, but that's, that they don't have big names there. But DJ Reed's coming back. Akello Witherspoon is going to be battling with Trey Flowers. He's going to beat Trey Flowers, yeah, not a doubt right. in my mind. Um, and Witherspoon is, um, you know, it's the same system that he's he played with San Francisco, Robert Sala, mm-hmm. who's, um, you know, he's uh, worked with Carroll back in 2013. So yep. those are the three for me to watch. Keep an eye on them. Excellent. Well, Bryce, we're going to expect a full training camp report once that's underway and we're recording oh, yeah. next. But, um, yeah, so lots going on in Seattle right now. Um, the Tokyo Olympics going on. The Euros just closed with Italy, deserved champions. Premier League teams returning for training. 
NFL teams returning to camp. It is all happening, friends and family. So mm-hmm. stick with us. We'll take you to the rest of baseball season. We'll keep our tabs in the Sounders. Yep. Bryce will be keeping his eye on training camp and will be looking ahead um, to the Kraken's roster as it fills out. There's a going to be jam-packed for the rest a of the A lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Just turning it up to an it's 11. It's going to be a good five months. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Sink our teeth into it. Well, but I think that's going to be it for this podcast. Again, this was uh, Thursday, July 22nd, year of our Lord 2021. Any final thoughts, Bryce? Go Ems. Go Ems from Bryce. And, uh, you know, when, they, when you find yourself walking around this week, you're on the street by yourself with, you're with people, you know, whatever, and you, and you walk by that Cadillac mm. dealership. Mm. I want you to just stop. Ask yourself those two words. I want you to look at your, your reflection in the windshield. Because it's going to be there. It's going to be there. Because it's going to be polished. It's going to be polished. And you're going to say, what if? Mm. Good night. <laughs>